Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. And it says, spiritual understanding of you to grow into the perfection of that's the purpose that's the that's the destination the the purpose of the revelation and of the wisdom is so i can grow into the uh, fullness of christ as shown in ephesians 4 11 to 15 which is you know what pastor laulu did earlier on today when we're doing the introductions that you know uh, 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 he gave apostles and prophets you know, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things. To walk in love. That's the Philippians 1 prayer. Is the prayer to give you. It takes, I've said this so many times, it takes the wisdom of God to walk in the love of God. Many people don't realize that. Remember, you know, love is a sentiment. It's, it's, it's an emotion. It's not. Love is a person. God is love. So how do you walk in love? God will not impart wisdom about that situation. Then he will not impart compassion. That's where the, the, the emotions come in. That will affect your emotion. You will feel what God is feeling. And give you power to do what God would do in that situation. Because it is God who defines love. It is not love that defines God. God is love. And the principal part of love is wisdom. And that's why in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9, Paul prays the prayer for the Philippians said that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, you know, in all things. So you can't grow in love if you don't grow in wisdom. Many people don't realize that. And that's why when I was teaching in Proverbs this afternoon, or rather earlier on this morning, you know, I was saying, if you look at the Proverbs and it says, when, when, when you're in trouble, I will laugh. You say, how can, can love do that? But there's a reason. It's wisdom. Because I stretched my hands, you didn't listen. I gave you all my counsel. I, I cried in the chief places, in the concourse, on the top of the hills, you didn't listen. You say, now when you get into trouble, you will cry to me, say, I won't answer you. And if you're, you, you, you see, because... By the grace and the mercy of God, I know the Bible. I'm going to add something to that. It's not in the scripture, but this, I know because I know God and I know God. It doesn't mean you're going to go to hell. It just means that God is going to allow you to be seriously chastened because of your disobedience and not listening to the wisdom of God. It may lead to premature physical death, but we now read in the New Testament, he said, deliver him unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved, which is exactly what he's doing. That's why I said, I, I won't. He said, you will cry. They will seek me. I said, they won't find me. And you don't want that to happen to you. Then, it goes to say, to make me, as uh, to, to, to watch and pray always. It takes wisdom to know how to do that. God taught us in the last few years, you know, last 10, 15 years, you know, praying once every six hours, according to Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's all in the Word, you see. It's all there. It's just that the church has just ignored those things. He said, when you get up, when you sit down, when you walk by the way, when you sit in your house four times, 24 hours a day, that's every six hours. And then that's, you know, and then in between, frequently, 
What does it come down to in practice? Pray without ceasing. Which is exactly what he told us to do. You see, we cannot water down these instructions and do it our way and think it will work. It will not. That's the purpose of instruction. The details, the how of the how. So he now says, you know, uh, uh, to make us as wise as a serpent, as harmless, to watch and pray always. And when we watch and pray always, it will make us as wise as a serpent. It will make us as harmless as a dove. It will make us as bold as a lion. It will give us more of the ability of the mind of Christ. I'm not going to go there this afternoon. That's just supernatural enlightenment of the human mind that will enable you to have the kind of wisdom Solomon had and greater. Bible says the greater than Solomon is here. Incredible photographic memory, language learning ability, artistic ability, musical ability, mathematical ability. These things, they're, 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 not, they're, not, they're not fables. They already exist among human beings, among autistic savants. But they have a downside because there's something wrong with them, you know, psychologically in some other areas. But and all that's because of the sin nature. But when you don't have the sin nature, you can have all of that. That's what the Bible calls the ability. Said, but we have the mind of Christ. Glory be to God. I am so excited. You know, I am so excited. I'm living, we are all living in the most exciting time of human history. Just late 19, sorry, 20, well, we're living in 20th century now. You know, we were born in 1950, so we're used to 1900, you know, but we've crossed the millennial. You know, in, in late 2022, a new um, software, artificial intelligence software came out called Chat, chat GPT. There's a slightly higher version now, which is called Chat GPT 4 Plus. I got that one. That one is not free. You have to pay for it. So I pay for it every month. It's not too expensive. It's about $20. You know? But you cannot, you cannot begin to uh, appreciate. You cannot begin. You cannot overestimate what it gives you. And what it does is that they, you know, it can, it can do computer programming. So if I, have a, if I have a code, computer code I want it to do, I'll just tell it, you know, I want this, 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 this. It will write the code for me. Now I'm going to program, I, I run the code. If the code doesn't work very well, or doesn't give me the exact, I will take it back. I'll say, there's this error message. You say, oh, I'm sorry. The, the, the program. You say, oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. Um, let's try it this way. Then he will use some other parameter. And I know the language myself. So I'm able to work. It's like having an expert personal assistant next to you. This was not available years ago. But it's available now. And there's nothing that the, 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 the future... They're now looking at how to simulate, use the artificial intelligence to be able to uh, simulate how to put drugs together. It's been prophesied by not just me and other prophets that, you know, they're going to now, uh, um, you know, you can get carbon and oxygen and all these um, um, organic materials and put them together in such a way as to synthesize a drug that will cure cancer. Like that. Because you see, all sickness at its base level is cellular and genetic. Prof, am I right? Doctor, am I right? All sickness 
at its fundamental level is because there is a problem at the cellular level and genetic. So if you can tweak, if you can get a drug that will deal with those genetic imperfections and it goes into the DNA of the cell, the person will be healed. It's still far down, it's still down the road, you know. But these are the things that they're envisaging that will become available. This is where the mind of Christ kicks in. You're the Christian. You are praying. And God gives you revelation. And says, do it this way, do it that way. They will take 10 years to do that research. You will do it in 3 months. And then get not only, Pastor William, this is for you. And Dr. Uh, Professor Lokwade and all our other people here. You know, and all of us in our different areas have the same thing. You know, what is going to be taking your colleagues, you know, three months, a year to do because of the ability of the mind of Christ. God will leapfrog you and he will show you that you don't have, don't, 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 don't waste your time here. Don't waste your time here. Do it. You know, you'll get the result in three months. Patent it and become a billionaire. That's how money is going to come to the church. Not by killing other people and taking their money. How foolish. How foolish. We're going to become the most powerful financial institution on the earth. Yes. The Bible says we will lend unto nations, we will not borrow. There is, we, you, you are now beginning to see the, you know, where the Bible says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or think. This is it. I couldn't think of this years ago. I knew about the ability of the mind of Christ. It was not until about 2014 this revelation came to me. And I wrote it down, you know, and I preached it in church. You know, put it into our books. You know, I didn't know it in 20, I didn't know it in 20, 20, 2000 or 2002. I knew about the ability of the God, but I did not know this detail of how it could work. This is what the Pauline prayers will give you. And I'm going to repeat what I said earlier on. Remember, the Pauline prayers are from the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not Kenneth Hagen. It's not E.W. Kenyon. It's not Olubi Johnson. It's not even Paul. It's Jesus. It was Jesus via the Holy Spirit that gave it to Paul. And you can see the big difference between Paul and the other apostles. Because of this. Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Not only that, he had deeper understanding about the mystery of Christ than the people who knew Jesus when in the flesh. No wonder why Paul said, we know no man after the flesh. You know, he was here. Jesus was here. Paul was not, didn't know Jesus. He wasn't born again when Jesus was here. But Peter and others who were here didn't understand the gospel of, of Jesus Christ with the clarity and, and, and the revelation that Paul had. And Peter himself admits it in his letter and says that those things Paul writes, they are hard to be understood. With the unlearned and un unstable, they rest to their own destruction. May you not rest these things to your own destruction in Jesus' name. So the Pauline prayers are very, very uh, important. And then, you know, cause ultimately cause you to manifest the glory of God by particular spirit without measure. The second Pauline prayer I want us to look at is the Ephesians 3 prayer. Because there you have a road map. 
Now, interestingly, you know, in my own personal experience and, and the fathers that I was following, you know, none of them emphasized Ephesians 3. Everybody talked about Ephesians 1 and Colossians. But looking back now, the only part of Ephesians 3 that people extracted, and they extracted it in, uh, they just extracted it on its own, was God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. Everybody likes that, you know, and say there's nothing God cannot do. And, and it's true. But how do you get there? Look at Ephesians chapter 3. And uh, yes, I pray that you grant uh, me according to the reach of the glory to be strengthened with my by spirit in the inner man. This is how the Holy Spirit taught Paul to pray this prayer. That Christ would dwell in my heart by faith, that I'd become more rooted and grounded in love in my will. I put that in parentheses by revelation because that's that 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 that, that you know that's how you become. Because agape love is not firstly based on emotion, it's based on revelation, and you have to do it with your will, not your emotions. Your emotions will follow later. And that's why a lot of people want to you the world want walk in love. You know, and, and they want to have a good feeling about it. No, you walk in love because the wisdom of God directs you to do it. Then your will latches onto it and you go ahead and act on it. Then your emotions will, be, will, 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 be, will follow later on. Are you listening to me? Am I talking to anybody? Who's still on my side? Uh, give me a wave offering. Then the Lord a clap offering. Okay. The noise has woken you up. Hello. That I'm able to comprehend more in my mind with all saints. What is the breadth, length, depth, and height? Next, uh, of the body of Christ. God taught me this in the year, I can remember the year I got this revelation. It was 2003. I cannot forget it. Because what happened was Papa Ralph came. It was during the Abiola debacle. Remember? And they were firing tear gas in Songo. And they were, you know, burning tire on the road. I never remember. And we had to be coming. That time we had this extension at the back of the church. And we're coming for the, uh, uh, we're doing convention. So it was during the morning sessions. So Papa Ralph, you know, was teaching. And he was teaching, you know, from Ruth. And he, he now taught about, I just remember this. You know, he said that, uh, you know, when you, when you enter into the tabernacle or the temple, you start in the outer court. From the outer court, you go to the holy place. From the holy place, you get the most holy place. He said, when you get to the most holy place, you now sit on the throne. Like, the, you know, which the Bible says, you know, he that overcometh. Well, that kind of thing. He said, then you turn around. Then you now look at the rest of the tabernacle from God's perspective. Then you begin to understand how God still loves the Christian in the outer court. And he loves the Christian in the holy place. And he loves the Christian in the most holy place. You know? So you are not able, that as a comprehend with all saints. It changed me completely. So he said, you know, the fact that he's a Catholic, you know, and he doesn't know some things, does not mean God doesn't love him. The fact he's an Anglican, and he doesn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and doesn't speak in tongues. Does not mean God doesn't love him. You have to love all saints at their different levels, you know. And it changed. It changed my mentality completely, you know. I now, of course, there there people who are not born again. But there are some people 
in the Catholic Church that are truly born again. And they, they, don't, they don't understand some things we understand. But that doesn't mean you don't love them. God loves them. Even the unbeliever, God loves them. I will shock you out of your shoes now. Even the Muslims, God loves them. The Buddhists, God loves them. How? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And among those, among those Muslims and among those Buddhists, this was what changed my, that I'd be able to comprehend with all saints. I now began to see people the way God sees them. He, he, uh, the, the revelation, he, uh, the, I, I preach here in church, I have sheep that are not yet of this fold. So there are people who are Muslims, not yet of the Christian fold, but they are God's sheep. Because they have the right heart. I said, wow. So this attitude of superiority, the attitude of looking down like the Pharisee and the publican, don't mind this one, they don't know anything. You know, all that left me by this revelation. Comprehend with all saints. The ones that are born again and the ones that are on the way. Because there are some that are not born again yet, but they are still of this fold. Jesus said, so. they have sheep. He didn't call them goats. He called them sheep. They are not yet of this fold. It taught me how to maneuver. It taught me how to deal with people. So now I'm very comfortable. I can go to Muslim. I can go anywhere. You know, I don't look down on people. I uh, praying. I don't compromise my faith. You know, Jesus said, if any man does not believe, he said, I don't condemn him. Jesus, watch this. Jesus taught tolerance, but not compromise. I'm going to repeat that. He said, if he, if, if he said, if they don't believe that, I, I, I don't judge him. He said, the word I spoke will judge him at the last day. So that's tolerance, but not compromise. They still have to come through Jesus. They still have to get born again. But between now and the last day, we have plenty of time to work on them. So why don't you take that option instead of signing them off all to hell? Which is what our brethren do. Because they don't have, they don't, they don't have the mind of Christ. They don't think like God. Condemn the people. Don't condemn them. Are you God? Do you know how God is working in their lives? I remember the story Kenneth Hagin tells of the uh, Pentecostal, the charismatic renewal that took place around 1968. We weren't born again then, I was just a kid. 1968, I was nine years old, you know, here in Nigeria. But there was a, re a renewal, the charismatic renewal, and God began to get people in the Catholic church born again and spirit-filled. So Kenneth Hagin goes to a meeting in, or he, I, he, I remember the story. I don't know whether it was in the meeting or he heard the story, but this was it. There's a place, there's a, there's a, there's a Catholic uh, 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 college in, in, uh, in America called Notre Dame, which means Our Lady. That's in, in French, you know, like a university and all of that. There was a mighty outpouring of the Holy Ghost. So the nuns... And some of the Catholic fathers, 
began to speak in tongues, just like the book of Acts. Then something strange happened. After they speak in tongues, they will still pray, Hail Mary, Mother of God. And, you know, the prayers that we know are not very scriptural, you know. And so, Kenneth Hagin was one who was telling this story. He said, we Pentecostals thought we had a monopoly on God. We don't have a monopoly on God. God stepped out of the Pentecostal box and entered into the Catholic box because he's God over all. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering. And then I've, I, I, Ken Hagin said something that stayed with me from then till today. He said, a person can be right in their heart and wrong in their head. Don't condemn them because he's wrong in his head, but his heart may be right. And that's why God, the Holy Ghost, filled him with the Holy Ghost. To the consternation of the Holy Pentecostal brethren. They didn't believe. Because they were still Catholics and they were still saying, Hail Mary. Kennedy said, no, they're born again, genuine. And truly, many of those, a vast army of nuns and Catholic fathers were brought into the charismatic move. And then they, did, they, they, they got genuinely born again. Then with time, they got to know the Bible better. Until today, there is a charismatic renewal in the Catholic Church. Till today. Let's give the Lord a clap offering somebody. That you may be able to comprehend with all saints. It changed me. And if you pray that prayer for yourself constantly, it will change you. You start seeing people the way God sees them. Let's go back to Ephesians 3. The depth and height of the body of Christ and to know more in my emotions. The love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, like Christ showed to the Samaritan woman in spite of his knowledge of her sin. This needs a little bit of explanation. Jesus knew that woman was a sinner. In fact, that day, that very day, she was living in adultery. She was living with a man who was not her husband. Jesus knew everything. But he still walked in love towards her. You see, most of us, once we know something bad about somebody, our emotions do not allow us to walk in love towards them. That's why I said that you may have the love of Christ, which is greater than knowledge. The knowledge of their sin and of their infirmities and of their weaknesses will not disturb the love of God for, you, for them. That's how God loves us. How do you think God puts up with you? I know you're thinking about the brother next door and the sister next door. What of you? Take the log out of your own eye. So you can see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. I know you're very holy. And I know you're not like the sinners and the, and the scribes and the Pharisees. But you know you got your own hypocrisies too. Hello, Pentecostals. Hello, Word of Faith people. Amen. Yes, some of our hypocrisies are even worse. Yes. As I was meditating and preparing this message between yesterday and today, this thought floated up to me as I was praying in tongues. He said, the Lord, you know, the Lord has a great sense of humor. He said, he said, son, you know you're a scribe and you're a Pharisee. I said, yes, sir. 
said, don't you write books? That's what scribes do. It comes from the word scribble. He said, you're a scribe. I said, yes, sir. He said, you're a Pharisee. I said, yes, sir. Pharisees were sticklers for the word of God. We word of faith people, we pride ourselves that we, everything must be based on God's word. That's what a Pharisee is. He said, the only difference is that you're not a hypocritical one. And I wrong me a scribe and a Pharisee. In fact, it's the right thing to do. In fact, if you know, if you know it very well, Jesus was a, was, a, was, a, was, a, was a Pharisee. Yes. Paul was a Pharisee. Am I wrong being a Pharisee? What's wrong is being a hypocritical Pharisee. Jesus is a Pharisee. He was a stickler for the word. He wasn't a Sadducee. He was a Pharisee. And the Pharisees would invite him and he would go to their house. He would eat with them. He would teach the word of God to them. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. They all came to him and they, 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 when he went, I, I was reading one of the, he's in Luke chapter 5. The Bible says that, and on a certain day, Jesus was teaching. He was in Peter's house, you know. And I read a statement. I've been reading it for years. But because now I have the map of Israel in my mind. I don't just read those things again, you know. When I read Judea, my mind goes to where Judea is. When I read Samaria, it goes to where it is. When I say Galilee, it goes to where it is. Because I have that map in my mind, I now appreciated that scripture. The Bible says that doctors of the law, Pharisees, they were his people. Jesus was a part of them. He wasn't a part of the, of the Levitical system. He didn't used to go to the temple and all of that. He would go only at the feasts, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. But apart from that, you know, he, 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 he used to teach in, in, in the synagogue in, in, um, in, in, in Nazareth. Even when he was growing up, you know, he would share and all of that. So Jesus had a, you know what it was, Pastor G? It was a minister's conference. A minister's conference. The Bible says doctors of the law came out of every city in Judea, in Samaria, you know. In, I, I said, wow, these guys made a three-day journey all the way. Do you know how far Jerusalem is? No, they didn't have cars. Today, by car, it would take you one and a half to two hours. Back in those days, all they had was donkey and, and horses, you know. So they came all the way from Jerusalem, from Judea, all up north until they got to Galilee and Peter's house was full. It was a minister's conference. All the doctors of the law, the, the, then this guy wanted to bring in this boy that had a, 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 a sorry, a, the paralysis. Uh, you know, they, they couldn't enter. He's not a, he's not a minister. Lion in the days of the sons of thunder. This is not people like you there. People like Nicodemus and all the top guys. Yes! That's why they could not enter. An ordinary person cannot enter that place. These guys were desperate to get their friend healed. So they climbed the roof. I'm sure they probably went to one house next door, then jumped. <laughs> because if the sons of thunder had seen them, they would have dealt with them. You know, they, they, they jumped, the, you know, and end, got the roof. Then they tore the roof. Where in Peter's house, right where Jesus was standing and preaching. Bible says, and Jesus looking up, he saw their faith.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.